Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. So sweet sounds of Kevin Bloody Wilson. It's Hump Day with Swanee and Friends, Dane Swan and guest friend. He's back, Joe Watson. Thank you for joining us. No Thanks, problem. Mate. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Uh, how's life? Uh, I was just saying to Swanee, it's busy. Uh, two little ones, the third on the way. It, uh, the life that I used to have seems like a long distant memory and I didn't value it when I had it. <laughs> so did, you did Thursday night for Channel 7, obviously, yep. in Adelaide. Yep. Does that mean you get to wake up? On your terms, uh, yeah. Thursday, uh, Thursday night in Adelaide. Friday, although it was a, it was a pretty ordinary game, so yeah. I, I was sort of um, regretting the decision to go over there <laughs> and watch it. And, but it did mean that I got the uh, a small sleep in, <laughs> which is <laughs> nice. Uh, we've already um, we've already previewed this week's round, but Dane is selflessly going to the Gold Coast. Yep. Uh, so we 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 spoke about it, the games mm. itself, but um, you're going to be with the people. Yeah, I'm going to, I've never watched footy at the Gabba. Uh, uh, yeah, I've been there once to watch a game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've never sat in the crowd, though. Are you <laughs> in the crowd or what are you well, doing? Well, I'll be <laughs> near them. The gla- <laughs> behind the glass. <laughs> I'll be near them. <laughs> yeah. Looking down yeah, on Yeah, exactly. I was saying for my... Um, I think my drinks will be free. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, should be good. Hopefully the weather's nice and uh, going out with a few of the old boys. So, um, I think we'll have a good couple of, not- couple of days. Go up. Tomorrow, which would be Wednesday, whenever. The so when you say the old boys, this is a Collingwood support yeah. group will be hosting you. Uh, yeah, I think we're, we're going to be hosting ourselves. Right, even better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think I think there's a fair few of us going up. So um, nice to get away, our sands, the family. So it'll be um, it'll be nice. Like you said, have a nice hotel and myself. Uh, it doesn't happen these much these days. So um, it's a bit of peace and quiet in the mornings, and might be getting home in the mornings, but. Um, it'll be good. Looking forward to maybe the first time I've seen the Pies all year. Um, it should be a decent game, hopefully. Uh, you've had a big week. So you, you, you gave back to the community while Job was just yeah. watching games of footy in Adelaide. You were selflessly talking to the people somewhere. Yeah, no, what did I went to? Did you go to the Grand Prix at all? No, I didn't go to the Grand Prix. Yeah, I did that. Mel- um, Melbourne's back, though. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. So Thursday night I did something with the, with the Rat Pack. Um, Where was that? Seaford. Um, that's a place in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was pretty sure it was Seaford. It's just up the road from Frankston, yep. Yeah, yeah, that's one. Um yeah, went there with me, did John Owen Heath. It's always fun to 
been the same room as those three idiots. So um, that was good fun. Hope, I hope the people enjoyed it. And then what did I do Friday? Hang on, just on that. So Job's commentating on the Melbourne game. I'm watching the Melbourne game. And Dane sends out, you're not overly active, it'd be fair to say, on social media. Have you tweeted this year yet? I don't think so. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> Dane enjoys the I enjoy, I enjoy Dane's tweets, though. <laughs> I, do, I do enjoy I, I probably should <laughs> like them a bit more, because I do get a lot of enjoyment out yeah, of be riling you. people up. <laughs> so, so Dane tweets out, he, sa- he sends me a message, and they... Uh, this is about fuck. to come, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I said, yeah. He goes, I've got a couple in the barrel ready. To go. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got internet along those lines. I haven't got internet, so can someone tell me what the score is at the Port game? Because he, he loves the Port people after last year with the jumpers. Yep. And I'm, so in my head straight away, I go, 18. What do you think 18 stands for? The amount of people who will reply? or The amount of people who will say, Oh, you haven't got internet. So how are you tweeting? <laughs> how fucking stupid is society? I reckon I've used that one ten times. <laughs> and people still go, well, you, still you go. don't have internet, do you? How are you tweeting? I'm like, oh, oh my goodness. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's an absolute cesspool Twitter and that's why I love it. Yeah. And yeah, love it is, it is a, It's a fun place yeah, to be. Yeah, exactly. If you want to wind people up. Yeah, oh, but, and it's not hard. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's like people must just be searching, sitting there waiting yeah. to reply to something. Like they're yeah. just eager and eager. And they obviously must dislike me so much all their tweets, but they still follow me. Yeah. yeah. Or they go out of their way. Or I'll, sometimes I'll just click on them. They won't be following me. So how the fuck did you even find me? <laughs> like, you know, like the Kermit, the angry Kermit fucking gif when he's like... <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's always nice to, to poke some fun at the poor people. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, the other three boys, have they got their set routines or, or are they... Uh, uh, yeah, we've done a few now. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're pretty good. Um, yeah. Did Heath obviously can't shut him up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and Dids and John are obviously a little bit more reserved and quiet, but um, once they speak, they're, they're, they're pretty good. Once we all get together, and you know, John needs to have like six beers to... Relax himself. <laughs> where you know I've done it, me and Heath, and obviously done it a fair bit. So we don't we're pretty good at it, or pretty comfortable up there. And, and Dids is just he's pretty crazy, very funny man. So, so the fast good. bowlers, and obviously this is pre warning, RIP. But the fast bowlers cartel uh, would do four or five, and would travel the country. And then whenever they were short of a just a little dip in the crowd, they'd, they'd hang shit on warning. And yeah. the, the crowd were in a fun way, obviously, yeah. mates. But who's your go to there with with each other? Yeah. Uh, me probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh well, be pro- 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 pretty obvious to think who we hung shit on uh, um, <laughs> as a as a player, but uh, probably probably Heath gets it the most out of the four that were sitting up there. Yeah, but um, we're pretty good at poking fun at most of us out of each other. This is what people like to see. And who's yep. your go-to? Uh, this is a low-hanging fruit at Essendon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a few of them that we could have <laughs> rolled out. Um, when, oh, back back when we were playing, like uh, Kyle Remus was always easy, sort of an easy target. We yeah. had uh, we had a few times in in player meetings where um, there was some very uh, some some things that were said or pictures that were put up on the screen and we had a few a few players storm out who weren't happy about it and that's not the way to react is it's funny no, no. group you never let it know that it hurts us that's going to be more you probably can't do that these days no I don't think they would be able to <laughs> nah. but uh, yeah no no we um, uh, so it feels like a distant memory doesn't it and, and I, I get the feeling that you're not as big as 
going to talk to the people as much as Dane uh, as a general rule at sportsman's <laughs> nights? I I'm just don't see you in posters, you know. <laughs> no, I'm t- I, I find yeah. that I'm too busy. <laughs> <laughs> Anzac Day, you don't get around Anzac Day. No, nah, I've got I've got this, the commentary on Anzac oh, Day, doing, which okay. should be great. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I won't be doing anything on the side. No. Um, must be one of the only ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so the best ever when, when I was working there 100 years ago was Brian Taylor. Yeah. Just no one ever better than BT. He just had to be a bit busy. You just need to go to the toilet or something. Well, And he'd come back 15 minutes later and it was just... A bit poor. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> he's, he's a very good operator. He, uh, <laughs> he's in and out like a you know like a honeymooners, as they say. <laughs> um, he's very efficient with his time. Very efficient. <laughs> yeah, very efficient. Uh, rolls out a little one about the century, and yeah. away we go. Um, so in, in th- on the Thursday night in Adelaide, I don't want to dampen your pocket, but I'm really enjoying what you're doing as a commentator. And you're a massive American sports fan, and obviously yep. fan of America. Full stop. But you're, you're trying to do some things that you've seen or observed over there or are you just being yourself? No, I, I do. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the GM Shuffle. I don't, I don't know if you, yeah, you listen to uh, Michael Lombardi who I, I think is an excellent, um, explains the, the NFL really well but also sport in general. So I like listening to him and I've listened to a few podcasts that uh, Troy Aikman has done um, yep. about his, he's been in, in presentating uh, or commentary a long time. So I enjoy listening to, to those, uh, those guys and, and the way in which they convey it. And I think that uh, in general, probably the Americans do it better, um, you know, presentating and, and commentating in the production of sports. So uh, I do like um, sort of taking some some hints from them. Um, and generally, the, the good thing about commentary, I find, is that the content is right in front of you. You know, like you don't actually have to make up things that is happening or, or stories or anything like that. It was a bit different on Thursday night. There was no content <laughs> to talk about. But uh, that's, that's the thing I enjoy about it. It's trying to just explain... I, I try and explain the why. That's yes. that's my thing about it. I'm not really that focused on stats or things like that. I think that they're they're good to be a um, to to back up perhaps a point of view or to, to uh, extrapolate an explanation. But um, for me, it's more about what is the viewer seeing it on the screen and why is it happening. So in a real low-scoring game, that's what I really got something out of because you guys, you and you with Sean Burgo, and obviously a great, but also straight out, he's absolutely straight out of the game. You were saying Melbourne were doing it on their terms. I think they were only a goal up and you are completely unconcerned because you were saying why Port Adelaide was shutting it down and Melbourne couldn't give a crap and eventually something would break. Yeah, that was what it was like. It was The game was uh, – and Swanee would have played in games where you, you might not be reflective of the scoreboard but you know that you're completely yeah. dominating the other side um, and that they're just hanging on for dear life. And, and that's what it was like. The game – Port were never going to win the game because Melbourne would just – dominating every element of it and they were playing the way they wanted to and it was just a matter of the scoreboard reflecting that in the end and even if they hadn't have kicked five or six goals in a row, you never felt like they weren't going to win the game. Who's your go-to with the American sports as commentators? Um, <coughs> when style? Uh, I like um, Marv Albert from, uh, in the <laughs> NBA. Yep. Yeah. Legend, yeah. 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 Um, but I think the best crew are like, NBA on TNT, like Shaq, Charles, Kenny and Ernie there. That's, oh, for me, the best sports show on TV. We now. mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Job, did you see that clip that uh, from those boys that um, Shaq was explaining about how with the petrol prices going oh. up, 
guys saw yeah. that. They're brilliant. Don't buy 80. Yeah. Just, just yeah. buy 25. Just buy 20 and fill it up. Yeah. <laughs> Even the man makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're like I said, they're, and they have it on such a big scale over there that they're, they're obviously brilliant at what they do. And they've got so many people to pick from. So eventually, of course, they're going to have yeah. uh, um, greats. But yeah, I like all the NFL. Um, Joe Buck is another yeah, good one. Yeah, I think Buck and Aikman, who are going yeah. to uh, Monday Night Football. Yeah. I think those guys are just excellent. I mean, Romo is is, is really it's good clever, too. Yeah, yeah but um, they seem to uh, they just get it right. The two of them, they have a great sort of relationship, I guess. And given Troy Aikman's just signed an eighteen million dollar deal, if you if you're really impressed on like seven, you should reward. Seems to be slipped there, slipped his contract across <laughs> the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is the standard sort of what's going on overseas. But uh, I mean, the guys like. Uh, Romo and Aikman, they're earning as much as almost what they were when they were playing. Yeah. You know, like not not that it's reflective of what the QBs are getting now, but they're on 16, 17 million a year, like a million dollars a game. But I was 17 weeks, 17. Yeah, 17, that's right. 17 games oh, plus playoffs. Good for lifestyle. 20, yeah. 20 games a year, travel, you know, the US for 20 games a year and that kind of million bucks a game. It's fucking not bad money. It's not bad at all. And that the, uh, the explanation was that, you know, like these are billion dollar. Yep. Um, rights and uh, or multi-billion-dollar rights. So, what is a what is a million dollars to get the best commentator per game? You know, right. like it's reflective of what the broadcast rights are. I mean, the thing about the NFL, powerhouse, it, it is unbelievably yeah. a dominant. You know, when you think about the NFL draft rates higher than the NBA playoff finals. <laughs> you know, like that is the, yeah. the level of support. It is just a this well-oiled machine yeah. that just it's prints incredible. money. Yeah. yeah, and I think. Is it something like nine of the top ten TV shows were all NFL games last year? It was yeah. Yeah. ridiculous. They just yeah. completely yeah. owned it over there. And um, so you've done a couple with Nathan Jones yes. uh, as yep. well. And it, it's, I don't know, this might just be an observation from afar, but uh, it seems like ca- captains now, when they come out of the game, they've been so used to just talking common sense in lead- in, in leaders' meetings or obviously to their team that it's it's not much of a transition to, to, to explain the game to on, on air. Yeah, I think that um, I guess a lot of the guys are just sort of looking at it logically. And, and when you come out of the game, you're not sort of like uh, – you're not focused on creating um, a story or <coughs> trying to inflate something or make something up out of nothing. Yeah. You're just sort of talking about what you see. And, and players are well educated now uh, during their time. So it's just about I, – I, I think it's – you know, like this is using common sense with with most of it, and um, I guess I think Nathan's doing a really good job as well. First, for yeah. first time out of the game. Uh, so uh, weekend, Swanee, you gave back on field. Yeah, no, I played. Did you? Yeah, I'm playing. I'm silly enough thinking I can play game <laughs> footy this year. Well, I hadn't played in five years since I retired in 2016, yeah. and then um, I wasn't allowed because I had a crew. foot. Yeah, yeah, <coughs> and then made a random enough. Fucking of all people, Ricky Nixon rang me last year. Like, I don't think I'd ever spoken a word to him. Yeah. Like before that, he rang me and said, mate, I've got a game for you if you want to play. I said, mate, I'm not allowed. Um, obviously, the AFL's insurance, blah, blah, blah. He, he goes, but if I could get that changed, would you play? I said, oh, well, if you can do it. Like, my manager couldn't. Fucking useless pickers. <laughs> so, um, he couldn't. So, I go, listen, mate, if you happen to get it done, I'll, I'll play whatever you want. And then, mate, four days later, I had an email saying... Did he? Yeah. So, I was like... Uh, Fuck, I gotta go play footy now. <laughs> so I played a few games last year, but obviously COVID hit the skids on that. Yeah, yeah. So I thought I'd give it one more year. So where are you down at? St Kilda City, down okay. the Cana Farm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So 
we're probably two and zero, so that's not too bad. So we're going all right. What's uh, the standard like? It's not AFL standard. <laughs> Put it that way. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. For, yeah. And I'm 38. I'm running around sort of going okay in it. So that shows you how good the league is. But well, last week, uh, Ty Vickery. I played against Ty Vickery on the weekend. Plays there, yeah. yeah, I played against me. Like, yeah, he was. He marked everything. Kicked five or six. Um, listen, there's, it's, there's some good players in it, but it drops off. Yeah. Pretty. You know, your best six or seven are, are good. Yeah. But then, um, then it drops off pretty quickly. And I've I've probably got. Five to six seconds of effort in me, like, and then I so I'd say, like, you know, quick, not 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 that I'm quick anymore, but like, try and pick it off the ground, and like, you know, move, yeah, exactly, yeah. and then I'm fucking done. So, <laughs> but it's fun, like, you know, you've got three kids, I've got one. I mean, if I had three kids, I'd play footy every day of the week <laughs> just to get out of the house. And, and you know, as they say, it's easy easier to ask for forgiveness and permission. So yeah. once I'm out of the house. You know, have a beer after the game with the boys, and then I fuck, all of a sudden it's a bit later than what I said I was coming home. But um, I, you know, I'm a, a man, man's man, I guess, and yeah. I love footy clubs. I love being around yeah. them and having a laugh. And all foot, most footy clubs are the same as as you would know. Um, you know, generally most of the people in them are great people, and no different to St Kilda. So it's nice to go down and um, you know, have a bit of a laugh with the boys and take footy not so seriously, and um, you know, try and help them out where I can and. Not that I coach, but um, try and help a couple of them out with with game sense and game patterns. And yeah. a couple of the young boys I played with last year actually went are on Richmond's VFL list now. Okay, yeah. and, and may get one of them may get drafted in the mid season draft. So um, you're welcome. <laughs> I, I, I should ask for your strategy here. So before the season started, Dane spoke about how little he cared about NAB Cup games when he was playing. Yeah. So how little did he care about St Kilda City practice matches as far as putting his body on the line? And <laughs> what was your strategy when it came to, to uh, once you were established, by the way? As yeah, a uh, <laughs> I, I got I got ridiculed uh, by my teammates for pre- like inter-clubs and things like that. Yeah. I had a policy where I wouldn't bend down to pick the ball <laughs> up off the ground. <laughs> and I got, I got, I got, re- it was bad because I was captain at the time. I wasn't, I wasn't setting a great example, but I got to a stage where I'd call my, own, like I'd call a free kick for myself or a, or a mark, and uh, and players would just sort of stand the mark after a while. <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, I get uh, I, this guy still called me out on it about some of the shit that I was doing towards the end, and I was like, well. You know, I was sort of saving the stuff. I didn't want to... Who gave you a goal for? Was it for St. Kilda? Goddard. Yeah. Did he? I was playing... We rewelled Storm. The ball got kicked in. I was in a perfect position run back with the fly and I just completely ducked it. <laughs> just just stopped. He ran out and took a chest mark and I went back. I don't know if he kicked the goal or not, but Goddard comes storming over and like, you fucking weak, you know, blah, blah. I said, mate, it's a nap cup or whatever game it was. So, mate, it's pre-season the chances of me running about... So, I, I struggle to do that in the regular season. <laughs> What am I doing Chances now? I'm going to do that fucking in a nap cow, you know, in a preseason game. Zero, zero chance. But I hardly got out of a, you know, of a yeah, jog. Just yeah. wanted to touch it a few times go, oh, that's I'm it. Right. That's all I've done. It was amazing the older you got, like the less interested you became. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was the same. You just you could not, you nah. could not care. I didn't want to get, I didn't want to get touched. No. Nah. No. Nah. So I want to go in as fr- the season as fresh as possible without as many hits as possible. Man, in, in intra clubs, it was even worse. Yeah. So I, even I hated being competitive with my friends. Yeah. Like, and I generally, if they were young or you know up and coming, I'd actually let them win to give them Some you know, confidence. Yeah, yeah. Couple, I remember Geordie Barham, um, Jackson Barham. If I could play, um, I mean, Mick was like, "How was he?" I was like, "Mate, it was unbelievable." I was letting, I just, I go, mate, go do that, go do that. And he got a game. Yeah. Like, 
So, but I was the least competitive person out of training because, like, I didn't. One, I was probably going better than most of them, so yeah. I didn't need to prove myself and give the young boys a chance to, you know, hopefully get a game. So we get sent something over the last week from your round one. 25 possessions. So 29. 29. From yeah. that, was, that put you, what, third in the league? That was three, qu- that was three quarters because the, the lights went out. We played Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Someone didn't pay the bill. Yeah, so they were all flogging them. So I think maybe um, it was a mercy rule, which was good because I, I was done. You were out yeah, early. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. done. So you, you, you often say you don't win Brownlows through defensive pressure. Yeah. How much defensive pressure were involved well, there? Once again, how much defensive pressure did I have when I was playing AFL? So how, <laughs> how, much, how much do you reckon I have now? Um, <laughs> fucking close to zero. Um, I reckon I had a few more on 29 on the weekend, though. Actually, did you? Yeah, pick up a few. Yeah, um, they've moved me in the midfield in the last quarter. I've only got one quarter in the midfield again. I played half back. Okay. Yeah. Um, did you ever play half back in AFL? No, nah, well, I've missed out. Oh no, it would have been. You could have played for another four or five. Exactly. Years Randomly half-back. enough, out of all the positions on the ground, it's the one spot you don't play on anyone, <laughs> and you're a backman. Back. <laughs> Believe it. Um, by the amount of easy kicks you get across half back, as I. Fuck, what, what was I doing? Yeah. Running around the midfield getting hammered from pillar poke, <laughs> trying to play a four with a bloke up your ass. Like, <laughs> mate, get off back. Yeah. Oh, mate, and that's a career saver. Like, I was talking to Pendles before the Geelong game. Yeah. He goes, I, I pull up after a game, I feel like I haven't played. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I just don't know what what's going on. I'm oh, ready he, to go again he, the next morning. Exactly. It's unbelievable. So so you missed that part of your I life? I missed that too. I was just yeah. like... <laughs> What, what was I thinking? Yeah, he's getting bashed up the exactly. whole time. That's where old veteran mids go to go to pass. Now. They, yeah. scout, they, they scout a half back and just sit there for another, extend their careers for an extra two or three years. It's fantastic. So that's what I'm doing at St Kilda City. But went into the middle uh, in the last quarter, I think. Got the win? Yeah, I, had, I kicked two in the last and had <laughs> about 15, I think. So, um, yeah, no, we got the win. They got within two goals and then I went in the middle and just turned it around. Well, I tried, but I, I don't have fucking that much energy in me thought to do that. I was absolutely fucked by the end. Um, <laughs> you reckon you could go? You reckon you could play? Nah, I reckon I, I could. I reckon I could play one game. I don't yeah. think I could play more than that. Yeah, but I don't really have any interest in playing yeah. anymore anyway. Um, have you? Have you? This is this is a bit we we start getting into the weeds. On. Yeah. Have you got phone calls offering you? Ah, uh, yeah, I've got a few phone calls. How stru- do they go? No, they go, would you like to come down? No. <laughs> Pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> they're not even, there's not selling points. You know, like, we get you a job, we get you a car, we, yeah. get you, we can do a sports design. It's just a flat no. <laughs> I'm, so I'm away next three weeks. So. Giving back up. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so um, you taking the boots with you? Are you yeah. taking the, there's some games up there? Uh, I mean, I'm going to Hastings now. So Easter off. So yeah. this, la- this is the last weekend. Pretty much for the year that I'm off the footy season that I'm, that I'm off, so we'll spend Easter up with my cousin and that. Then I go to Hastings, then I'm in Tassie, I think, and then and fuck knows where I am. I just <laughs> look look at where I am during the week, but um, we I think we play the two best sides, thank you to see the next two weeks. So, and our four best players might be there, so I think we might be in a pickle, mm. but um, <laughs> we'll get them on the back end. Absolutely. You gave me a flashback of working with your dad at, at SEN days. Bill Brownless would do about six sportsman's nights a week. <laughs> and and Tim was convinced to do a talk somewhere. And I remember at breakfast one day after the show, he just said, it stressed me for 40 days doing this. <laughs> <laughs> he said, there's fat over there. It's <laughs> just 26 <laughs> for a <the> week. <laughs> you know what the other great thing, well, the thing about local footy is like, well, could you imagine um, if you did this playing AFL? I was like, one of the boys are. Oh, I'm. I'm not going to be there. 
like against Cranbourne, are meant to be pretty good. I go, why are you guys? I'm going to Bali. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, could you imagine just going up to like Mick or Sheez or something <laughs> and go, round four gig, mate. Nah, maybe Mrs. Is going. Cold, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe Mrs. Is going to Bali for ten days. So, uh, are you going to be without me? Oh, yeah, no problem. Like, it's fucking great. It's great. One of my best mates at Glen Huntley, Nimmer, uh, in his player profile that they did, that uh, ambition for this year, work Saturdays. You <laughs> 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 can't get the overtime. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's, the, uh, that's the mindset there. So, uh, Formula One? Yeah, no, it was great. Um, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I was... With the people? Yeah, I was probably a casual F1 fan. Yep. Leon, but, like, most people now, you, would you watch that Drive to Survive? No, I haven't, but okay. I've heard it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. so that, obviously, you get... You know, a bit more. See, it's not just the car race, like how yeah. obviously. So obviously, a little bit more into it, like the hundreds of thousands of people that have seen that show, and are into it more. So I went along. Yeah, it was it was a great day. It was fucking packed, and the weather was magnificent yeah. on the weekend. So um, it was nice. So Where were you? pardon? Where were you? Paddock General Admission? Uh no, no, no. I uh, got golf carted in. <laughs> um, where was I? We're in uh, IPE International. Premier events, I think they're called. So, good pair. I've done a few things for them now. So we're in the, I think it's called the deck, right? The deck on the last term. Um, yeah. So it was, it was a nice little function. Um, yeah. So it was, it was awesome to see. Um, it's a, a, I figured it's a bit like the spring carnival. Yeah. Like you know, you go for the social side because it's a TV sport. Yeah. Like you can't fuck, you don't fucking see them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like it's when they we got them around the corner. So at least they. Slowed up a bit, but like it is much better to watch on the TVs in the in the where we were than you know cause you hardly see them. But um, yeah, great event. I think they said it was one of the great biggest attending events in F1 history, like out of all the F1. So um, hopefully we get to keep it. Great day. I backed for Stappen because guy I'll sit next to. I was like, who do you think goes for Stappen? It was two seventy, and his his car blew up, so that <laughs> that ruined me day. Um, but yeah, nah. Good event. I certainly, I certainly go back for sure. Would the F, would the F one uh, would they run the best program in sport? You reckon the in terms of the the lifestyle of the drivers? It's not bad, there eh? W- there wouldn't be many. Maybe maybe a golfer, but you, yeah, you surfer. Probably, yeah, surfer as well. But everywhere you go, you and like you the go whole on a, city is, and, and you don't do it anything best. No, and you go on the primo cities, and the parties are lavish, and like always in the sum, You're sort of always in the sort of hotter months. Yeah, of the year. it's just uh, the money. Is unbelievable, and so the the parties and the the people you're around, it's all just very very high end. Yeah, very high end. But yeah. uh, it'd be nice. What was the weekend for you? Uh what was I doing? Uh, well, Anna Visto. Cool. Anna Visto. Sure. I was. Um, I watched the the horse. She was running um, in the Queen of the Turf on uh, Saturday afternoon. Yeah. So I was there in my um, living room with my uh, two kids and my partner, and my partner's Dutch, so she's got she can't she can't understand the whole preface around horse racing and <laughs> the, the, the culture that it is and, and gambling as well. Yeah. She just can't understand how it just completely dominates <laughs> people's lives here in this country. But anyway, so we were watching the race, and uh, you, that was a big highlight. If you uh, if you got her on side of the horse, she. Well, no, she doesn't really. No, not really. No. No, 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 no. She she likes because I, I took them out because I actually love the horses and um, so I took uh, the two of the all, all the three ki- or the three of them out to the track and met Mick Price and the yeah. the, the, the horse and things like that and um, so they they were quite excited for me. So that yeah. was that was the highlight of the weekend, Ralphie. And the, the 
the trainers and staff are fantastic with kids, aren't they, when you're they an are. owner in that situation? Yeah, yeah, they love it and um, they're really good. And, and Mick Price is a is pretty dry sort of guy, yes. but he's very funny, mm-hmm. uh, good fella. So for those who don't know, Job's horse uh, ran second in a Group 1 race and it was mm-hmm. 20 to 1, so it gave a huge shout out in front. So, And that's yep. the best way to cheer him when they're at least leading. And <laughs> she gives you a chance. Nothing yeah. chasing. She's it's very great. honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely, yeah. which is fantastic. Um, so Where to uh, next? Um, potentially up to Queensland for the uh, – there's a group one on the 25th of June uh, called the Tats Tiara and um, she's going to have a spell between then and now and then the, the idea is to go there yeah. first up. Well, you just so actually I've circled the 25th of June <laughs> in my calendar and I've already said to, to Virginia uh, I'm heading up there because <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Bell Chambers and Carl Hooker, it, it's our little syndicate yeah, of the uh, ownership. Yeah. So the three of us I think are going to uh, head up no, there lovely. together. It's the best part about it, isn't it? Uh, well, you said a word there, tats. So you've had a problem during the week? Tats? With Lotto? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, the numbers. I heard about this. I know. <laughs> it's just, gone, it's from just 40, gone from one in 45 million to one in 63 million or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Mate, I thought those odds were pretty good, one in 45 million, and now they've just blown out to one in 60 or something <laughs> like that. Well, yeah, fucking assholes. They're having a good week. Uh, I saw the... Um, the, the clip of Albanese yeah. yesterday. I mean, it was it reminded me of because uh, I grew up in the with the in the nineties, so The Simpsons was anything <laughs> I watched. There's an episode where uh, the two aliens. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com come in and they invade the even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Bodies of Bob Dole and the other <laughs> candidate. And they're sort of like, you know, it, it doesn't matter who you vote for. We're both, we're both complete, uh, completely, you know, terrible at our job. And I was looking there at Albanese and I thought, is this, is this what we've got? Like, this is the best that we I can know, offer. 27 million people or something like that and we've got these two morons. <laughs> oh, God. It was so embarrassing. Yeah. Surely you get prepped. Surely that would be one of the first 
things you would know. Yeah. Well, the whole the whole thing about it now is that it's just sound bites, you know. Like, so exactly. you're, you're getting all these people who are your advisors are going, okay, well, this is the sound bite that we need to use because this is how it's going to give us the best possible polling results. And the the most simple things that they're, they're yeah. you know, bread, gas prices, milk, and they can't do that. It was just God, it was incredible, isn't it? <laughs> I wrote down from Albanese what would be appropriate for our show from that. Uh, Swanee, what have you had to apologise for 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 getting what you should have known? He just had a memory lapse, didn't he? Well, he should have known that. Surely, but as you, as you walk up on stage, or what? All right, what do you want? What do I need? What are the three <laughs> key points, or something like four key points? Like, and obviously, Scott Morrison made sure he drummed out the numbers when he f- got spoken to after it, but. But you would have had a few sprays, wouldn't you? How could you not know that? Um, <laughs> uh, mostly just shit like, um, I told you to take the bins out. <laughs> Why didn't you do that? Why is the dishwasher not unpacked? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot. Fucking, it's halfway through the third. Uh, <laughs> it's raining. Yeah, exactly. Because like, she obviously we've been together so long. She knows when I'm not paying attention, but I'm going, yep, yep, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. And then like she'll, I'll go out, whatever, and I'll come back, and the bin will still be there, and the dishwasher won't be unpacked, or something. Like, and the sheets aren't on the bed, or whatever. So I told you to do this. When? <laughs> I fucking knew you weren't listening. If you know, then I'm, my place. If you know I'm not listening, why don't you make me listen <laughs> so I understand it? So it's, it's your fault. Yeah. I get in trouble for like because I occasionally I do stuff that's sort of at seventy percent of the way. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, like for the dishwasher example, it's there's still thirty percent of the dishes <laughs> are still there. Yeah, and I think well, I've sort of I've done enough, but I haven't done it to. Or I'll jam, I'll jam everything in like a cupboard that yeah. doesn't really close. <laughs> it's won't close. So you're so fucking lazy. <laughs> like take that one out and then put it. Uh, it's like a babushka doll, you know. You just put them all in, but. I was, I was hanging like, the kids. That'll do. That'll do. Yeah. I hang the kids' clothes up the other day, and, and I hang them inside out. Oh, and she just says to me, "Why would you make the effort to hang the clothes and then not just put them on the right side?" And I was like, "I had no answer." But that's exactly. Just how I do it. Uh, so speaking of which, um, we one thing we missed last week, and you wanted to bring this up. You, you, you've had your trip to the zoo. And I did go over there. Took the boy to the zoo. Um, one out or with ta- no, Taylor? no, with 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 our Taylor. Yep. I'm not going, mate. I'm not comfortable enough taking Tate out on his own yet. Um, so much shit you have to take. It's like you move house. I can imagine you've got three and you've obviously had two. Yeah. Mate, you're going up the milk bar like you're moving house. It is. Take a swag of shit, mate. It's incredible. Nothing's easy anymore. No. Is it? Nothing is easy. Nothing. Yeah. Um, no, but the, the zoo was fun. Um, we went on a like a mid midweek, Monday or two, whatever it was. So it was... Um, it's quiet, so it was nice to walk around. Um, I did have some concerns with with Colin the giraffe. <laughs> oh, what? It's a sex offender. <laughs> he needs two of the other giraffes. Yes, or? yes. So, like, fuck, it wasn't to me. <laughs> um, Colin, yeah, that's his name. He's a. He Re- is he registered? <laughs> oh, I tried to report him. Yeah. Um, out in the open too, he's <laughs> some brazen attacks on his on now mate. I might have. Been, I don't know if it was her or him. But I'm not. Sure, you know, and it's fine either way. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, he, he just, just he was just stalk step behind or on him or her, whatever. Or the other giraffe. I didn't catch its name. Um, I was too concerned about Colin. Um, and he kept trying to mount her. I mount it, and then um, 
Yeah, and then she'd, he'd run away or she'd run away. And then he'd try and follow her again. Um, I had to cover Tate's eyes. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's just something a 14-month-old shouldn't be seeing. So, um, yeah, Colin is a, should be on the giraffe sex offender list. Um, so I was quite concerned about that. But apart from that, it was good to well, see most of the other animals. That was... Um, it was a fun day out. I like the zoo. Um, I like animals. As I don't know why anyone wouldn't like animals. I no. guess, but um, I mean, I'm I'm pro animal. No, have, you, them, but have you thrown a dog into the equation yet at home? Uh, yeah, we've got two. Oh. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, 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 a bit ca- it's, it's chaos. <laughs> I've been I actually been shipping them off to mum and dad. <laughs> a fair bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got. I, I had a bulldog, and uh, and he was. Um, with us when I, I lived with five other guys at my place before I met my partner, and so the bulldog just got away with whatever he was king of the And then when Virginia arrived, he got put down a few rungs, and then she brought in her own dog. And yeah. um, the bulldog's never been, he's never forgiven her ever since. So <laughs> he and Virginia don't really what's go. It, what's the other dog? Uh, she's an uh, Aussie Shepherd, right? How are the boys when you have to tell them? <laughs> Yeah, out. Uh, no, well, we moved out and uh, they stayed at the house. Uh, right. Was it your house? Yeah, it's, it was my house. And I haven't, I haven't been able to move back into the house since. Uh, I've been renting it out. I just, I don't know if I can bring myself to put my family in there after <laughs> no, 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 knowing there. what's happened in that house. <laughs> on the blue life fraud or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> There's an old couch that's sitting there that just needs to be thrown out. <laughs> Uh, a couple of players in the news the last couple of weeks. Just an excuse because you're here. Um, so Buddy Franklin's record. You got any memories playing against Buddy? What's uh, torturing? Bad you? memories. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, bad, Swanee bad had memory. the same. Kyle uh, Hooker would have a couple. Of oh times. yeah, Hooks, he doesn't. He doesn't like talking about. It. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like it being brought up. <laughs> Buddy, I think Buddy's kicked more goals against Eston than any other team. I think that is right. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we were on the end of. I think he was a Bombers supporter growing up. And, and so, you know, when you sort of – he always elevate a little bit and he always just loved playing against us and we, were, we used to belt us all the time. Unbelievable player, buddy. He, he kicked eight against us one day. Nick Maxwell played on him. Nick Maxwell was, got our best player. <laughs> <laughs> like, he should have kicked – like, mate, he kicked eight and it was a fucking hard – it was a real hard eight. Maxie, like, you know, was the like greatest player of the time, yeah. but he's like he battled his ass off. Maxie was like in our golf like, – our best and fairest post because he, <laughs> well, that was just one out, man. And Jesus, yeah, he could play. Yeah, oh, he, he can play on me. And Joel Selwood broke the captain's record. What's the, what's memories of playing against him? Uh, yeah, he was. He's just so hard, Joel. Like he just would would not give up any time in the game. You know, like he was just so competitive. Um, and uh, and like he's quite fiery on the field as well. You know, like he he doesn't take a backward step, but um, he just. Uh, like he was so physical like you if you collided with him or hit him like he was just like a, a block of granite you know yeah. like, and he just wouldn't stop Unbelievable. Yeah, another great player uh, and, and sort of linking in Kane Corns did an article about Nate Fife um, last week about um, whether he's the right type of person to be a captain because he's insular it was a really good discussion on SEN and Derm said you've basically described Lee Matthews yeah, and who went alright as a player? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but towards the end, Lee was got the best. Wanted to do what suited him, and also I think also Lee, Lee describes it himself that he was uh, he was um, you know probably had kids before anyone else. He was married at a young age, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that was a job. He turned up at Hawthorne when pre it being a job for everyone, of course, back in that era. But what, what's your assessment of what it needs to be as a captain now? Yeah, I think um, you just you end up having to give so much of yourself to the to the group. 
um, and I uh, and I can I can see why guys who start having families or or start living a different phase of their life as they get to you know like their thirties and things like that how it, it gets harder and harder for them to give so much of themselves to to the playing group and the playing group. Like when you're 20, you don't understand what someone's like, like their life that they're living when they're 30, or or why they can't sometimes do things that um, you know, like you'd expect them to. So I, I guess it, there is a um, there's a sort of turning point I think where guys start to live a different, a very different life as they get to the back end of their careers, and it gets a, more of a toll on them to to be the leader of the group. Like I couldn't have been. I don't know how guys had kids and played footy. Right, mate. I got no idea how people did it. <laughs> I struggled playing at St Kilda City. Like, <laughs> well, I can't can't believe it. I was incredible. Like, yeah, I'd have to sleep in a different room, or you yeah. have to like your partner just have to be unbelievable. It just just like, do everything. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you just like I, I I thought think back to the guys who had kids, and I was just like, how did you guys? Get up and train and yeah. play and all that sort of stuff. Like I could not have done it. Especially for a night game, like up at seven, six, oh, no chance. Nah, like, and you're so, like, it's exhausting, obviously, yeah. looking after kids. Exactly. So, like, you, you would have just had to have delegated everything. Yeah. So the message, yeah. yeah. Sam, Sam drafted again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Sam, Sam Mitchell, I'm sure when he had twins, uh, actually would check himself into a hotel the night before and yeah. they would have a, they'd buy an all pair. Or, sorry, uh, Put in service and all pair, and, yeah. that, and ultimately, I suppose when you're getting paid the money you are as an elite footballer, you have to treat it like you're CEO of your own company, don't you? Well, that's right. You understand that, like the the family's um, reliance on you being able to perform at your best because that is your job, you know. Like, and so it's such a selfish, yeah, like lifestyle, like being a professional athlete of any kind. Like, is the whole your whole family's life revolves around you, right? You're playing Sunday, so we've got to do this Friday. Got to do this Saturday. You're yep. going to be sore Monday, so we can't fucking plan a trip to the zoo. What do you know? We can't yep. do this, right? Um, you're in state here, so you got to get this here. And so, like, there's no no school holiday. School holidays yeah, don't matter. Exactly. Like, uh, long weekends aren't important. Yeah, we play. You play on them, so it's yeah. like a, all your thought process of preceding. So I can't do this. Kind of. It's all about you. It's just unfortunate part of the game that you're such just such a selfish existence and you don't realise that until, you, until you're out of it yeah and that was I mean I, I saw I was very envious of you being able to go and watch Brady play yeah. live Swanee mm-hmm. um, and uh, and that was one of the things that is so surprising about him coming back is you know like he's got three sort of kids who are now like older yeah. and just totally devoted to the sport like he must love it he so must much love it yeah. yeah did did he say he wants to spend less time with his family as well, part of his i think he's well he's <laughs> come back he's clearly he's 45 so <laughs> he's been doing it since he's like 21 so yeah. he obviously doesn't like Giselle too much so you got two daughters one on the uh, way no one one girl one boy sorry one girl one boy third on the way yeah um what do you think the afl w landscape will be when when she's an adult uh well i think that it will probably be similar to the AFL now I, I'd, you'd, you'd yeah. hope that they would be able to live and make a living out of playing football and be totally devoted to it um, and not have to work as a side job as well um, whether or not it gets there I don't know whether the economies of scale are there for the Australian population to be able to to facilitate it but I mean I work with uh, Lily Mithin um, yep. who plays at, at Melbourne and you know like she's She's working two full-time jobs pretty much um, and it's not really a fair or sustainable uh, for her. But, um, you know, like I, I think if if that gets to a stage where they can be earning the kind of money that 
allows them to to live and have that as their sole sole job, then that would be the best case. For what them. kind of money you reckon? Oh, well, where are we? Fifteen years away, um, <laughs> or twenty years away? I don't know what inflation. Inflation keeps going the way <laughs> no, it is. It's, it's not going to matter, is it? So um, the equivalent for now. So if you if you if the girls could be earning, I guess you know, hundred hundred twenty to you know to one hundred fifty. I think yeah. that that is enough for them to not have to be working a second job. What's the base for men's now? Was it four? Three fifty? No, the first year draft. I reckon. I reckon. Oh, medium, 70, sorry, yeah, yeah so seventy yeah. or eighty. Yeah. yeah. Gee, that's low. <laughs> yeah, plus game, plus game oh, okay. yep. Yeah. yeah. But, oh, but yeah. is it low for an 18, 17 year old? No, you'd be no. happy with that as a first year apprentice. That's, that's, yeah. that's right. Yeah, so it's eighteen year olds. Yeah, the first get in. There's not, I wouldn't say there's too many eighteen year olds making eighty grand a year. Yeah. No. Uh, and also within three years of making, if, if, if you do everything yeah. right, that's right, free, free, fucking uni if you want it, free like you know. So not, and you don't pay for much when you're playing yeah. either because food's supplied food. by the club. Yeah. You're not spending much money. You're still living home probably. Yeah. And, but just – I didn't know you worked with Lily, but I was going to ask you this anyway. But the the, the care for what you wish for phrase. Yep. If you're only earning 100, 120, which is nice money for a lot of people, but if it's going to be – if it means that you're not getting a job elsewhere yeah. and, and in, in expanding your career, that I think it, it – it, they have, I think they should hasten slowly from that respect, the, the women, because to yeah. automatically say, I want to be full-time, it's not always a, an upside. No, that's right. I mean, uh, one of the things is you actually, uh, like your job, I guess you're earning all your, your money for most people are between 35 and 50. Yep. But to get to that stage, you're probably spending a fair amount of time and effort and energy uh, building your acumen so that by the time you reach 35, you can be... You know, progressing. Were you building your equipment? Well, you were you were you were you're earning too much money anyway. <laughs> but you're you're right. Like if you, if you're not doing it, if you're not working between those times or studying or doing something else, and you're only doing footy, then it, it's hard for you to then you know build enough money or create a, a pathway for yourself. Um, so I, I think that it is a fine balance. Like if if they can get to a stage where the, the best players in the league are earning 800 to a million then it's it's probably a lot different but if the best players in the league are still only earning 300 yep then you're sort of thinking well is this the best the best pathway for me do you, do you, and and back to the men's if you like but do you think they've got the right balance now as far as I, I could not believe this. Uh, Christian Petrarca gets his hex paid for. What would he be on a year? Three quarters yeah. of a million? And good on him for getting it. But yep. So that, that's a that's a good thing that the Players Association put that in, for instance, to encourage kids. To yeah, it's, well, it's mostly... It's <coughs> all that kind of shit's mainly for the the guys who play three or four years and don't make it. Like yep. Yeah. Petrarca's obviously going to... He's going to play for... You know, he's not going to have to worry too much, you would imagine, when he comes out. But it's the guys who get drafted and aren't quite good enough and... They're from 18 to 22, they're on. They're fighting their ass off for a list and they get the ass. And then they've, you know, they've missed four years of school or study or something like that. So they've gone back into, they've got to go back to uni at 22 when all the 18 year old back with 18 year olds, you know what I mean? So it's important for the, you know, for most people, you know, obviously everyone knows the guns who are probably going to have it, not have to worry about it. But for the young kids to actually keep up with the schooling and do, you know, network and footy clubs are great places. You know, especially the big ones like Collingwood Essendon, to network and fucking get your teeth in with some of the big benefactors of the footy club and, and work alongside them, try and get uh, in the know of them. So when you finish, you've got, you've got those contacts and relationships. You can go straight into an internship or a, again, or a job with one of the, um, you know, 
big wigs at, at the footy club. A couple more before we finish um, and get to some listener questions. Uh, Darcy Moore, six-year deal. Um, yep. and, and speaking of networking, that's what doesn't get put on the table is that means he's going to be a one-club player, which yeah. which his dad never was. And he was – I remember when he crossed over because I'm 100 years old. But he, he him and Kelvin Templeton were the two monster yeah. money deals. But Peter Moore perhaps isn't considered as – great as he actually was because he, he hasn't got that one club player stab I think anyway yeah and so it's going to be a good thing for Darcy nah, it's great for Darcy it's great, for, great for Collingwood he's obviously he's an All-Australian uh, very good player uh, wish we had a couple more of him um, but yeah no it's great he's a one club player and it's very hard you know leaving I've always said leaving a big club to go elsewhere is a lot harder than leaving a smaller club to go to a big club yep like Leaving Collingwood and say GWS wanted to pick you, and it's no fault of GWS as they just don't have any supporters. So, like, or well not many. So, going from playing in front of Anzac Day, Collingwood, Carlton, Collingwood, Richmond, like the big time slots, playing in front of 60 to 100,000 every week, going to a club where you play in front of 8,000 every week, it'd have a fucking huge, huge difference. So, yeah. and the money's great. So, obviously, you know, the money would talk depending on how much more you get, but um, leaving a small club to go and feel what it's like to play at a Collingwood, Richmond, Carlton, Essendon is um, much more tempting, I think. So, um, yeah, great for Das. Um, yeah, so very happy to have him. Um, and leaving it at the midpoint of your career as opposed to like a Luke Hodge yeah. right at the end. Yeah, of course. I think that's a big difference too. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's a superannuation, isn't it, if you stay as one club player? Well, uh, the Swanee's right. It's like both those clubs, Essendon and Collingwood, you've got a million supporters as well. So you, you don't you don't realise how far the tentacles of that network go. Um, and then you go to a small club and they might have 200,000, but yeah. you've just reduced the, the pool by you yeah. know 80% or whatever it is. So you've got... Um, those networks are what will help you in the next phase of your life. And it's hard to walk away from. Um, no doubt. You did the Sean Burgoyne interview at halftime. Yep. Uh, what, what was your thoughts doing it regarding the Cyril Rioli situation? <laughs> yeah, well, we spoke to him beforehand and um, and just sort of – and he, um, I guess, told us about what had transpired and what he knew at the time, what he didn't know. I thought he answered it really well. Amazing. I thought he um, he explained the situation. He he um, put a, a lot of the things into context. And, you know, we are talking to him off air. He was sort of saying, you know, like I was getting calls from all these people and trying to actually – continue to sensationalise things. Um, and when you've got someone who's actually in it, he can then take, uh, I, I think, put put things into context and be able to say, like, this is this is what happened, this is how I felt, it's really disappointing, it wasn't, it's not acceptable that if something like that happened that it wasn't addressed by the football club, things have changed now than what they, are, than what they were back then. Um, but I, I thought he did an excellent job in sort of explaining about what, his time at Hawthorne was like, how he felt, um, how disappointed he was that there are other people there who who feel differently, uh, and then how situation like that that he was referencing should have been handled. Uh, you, sorry, so, sorry. So it's weird that you know, like some journalists and media outlets actually would love when things all that happen because, like you said, they're trying to bring up to sensationalise it when you know, we obviously no one wants you know whatever it is sexual lost stuff, the racism, or like some media types actually thrive on it and mm. like don't want to try and they well they say they want it out of the game but they don't want it out of the game because <laughs> they, they write articles and they get clicks on it so um, a lot of them unfortunately actually probably get off on the fact that you know there's some fucking shit going down that they can 
put on the front page and, and get clicks from, which is which is disappointing. So in, in your style, the last year when the Do Better, Better report came out, and mm. that was obviously the, the huge point. You, you just said something simply. I reckon the boys aren't making it up. Yeah. But th- th- it was pl- it was plural. Hmm. There was a lot of people, and we later got Leon Davis on here, and it was amazing insight. But in this case, it's a singular person. And if a singular person doesn't mean it's not his, how he feels, but it, yep. do, it also doesn't mean that the whole joint's rancid. Well, that's right. I think that's what Sean was conveying. Like yeah. he, was, he was saying, look, my time at the footy club, I really enjoyed it and, and I have great memories. Um, and I'm really disappointed that there was an incident that uh, I wasn't told about uh, and that it wasn't sort of brought back and handled by the club. And I'm sure in hindsight people do a lot of things different. They say, well, no, we should have handled it differently. Well, but it's changed. Exactly well. right. <laughs> and and um, But to for, for everyone to be thrown into one basket, that's just sort of... That, that's not how things are in the real world, you know. Like exactly. the, everyone has different experiences. Everyone has different uh, feelings. And every, about exactly, everyone at Collingwood's not a racist, and everyone at Northland's right. not a racist. Like exactly. Yeah. Might have been some things that that have had that have happened, which obviously you know don't fly back then. Don't fly now. But to say that, like you know, everyone Collingwood, well, you're a racist. Well, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Of course I'm not. But no. um, you get tired with that brush because of it, and it's unfortunate, but. Just the way it is. Uh, just a fun one to finish because Mike Long since spoken. I'm not that, that can be left alone. But what was Long's uh, legacy like? I know you you started uh, after he'd finished, but what was his legacy like at the club? Yeah, well, I think that every um, person there was in awe of what he was able to do, like as a player. But then, as he, um, what he then did for. Aboriginal community and awareness and also allowing or helping educate, um, you know, white Australians and the rest of Australia about what it was like to be an Aboriginal person, what it was, uh, the the issues that were being faced. Um, And I think that every person who is either Indigenous or non-Indigenous who walks into the footy club at Essendon is proud of what Michael Long has done. And they actually... um, And that is... That reverberates... Um, through the interactions that we have with him and and the Indigenous players as well. I think that there's a lot of Indigenous players who've played at Essendon who are extremely proud to wear the red and black jumper because of what Michael's done in the past. When he did the long walk, uh, I'm not self-inserting, but I was working with your dad at the time. And, and the, the, the significance now is if you... At the time, it was like, I'm going to walk to the moon. Like, yeah. everyone was like, fuck off, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I remember Tim saying to me off air, he said, he'll do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's that type of bloke. He said, he won't, he, he won't have any, any souls left at his feet. He will not stop until he does. And sure enough, he did it and got to meet the Prime Minister. It was a game changer. Well, that's right. It's something so simple, you know, like, but he sort of just had enough of, you know, what he's, what was going on. Yeah. And he's like, I, I actually am in a position where I can do something about it. And um, that has reverberated through the entire society, and, and we're better for it. Mm-hmm. Um, from Phil, this is our, our, our listener questions. From Phil, what do you remember about your first and last games? Anything you dreamed for that that didn't occur? Um, first game, I was going to get asked the other day about um, what it was like to be a sub, and I had to tell someone that it, there wasn't a sub when I played my first game. I just <laughs> I only had two touches and two tackles. So um, I just remember being completely overawed with it all. Um, the last game, I remember we were playing against the Swans in a final, and um, and I was like, I was thankful that um, I was retiring. I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> That's how I felt. First game, uh, back in 2003, um, 
this is when if started on the bench, you stayed on the bench. So I come on at the twenty three minute mark of most quarters. <laughs> Had against the Bulldogs at Eddie at Marvel. Didn't realise I was playing until I got to the game, it was an emergency. And Presty pulled out. Um and I seen my just walked in the room and I seen my jumper there. I was like, you know, they lay out all the jumpers yeah. and stuff when I was like then they said, are you playing? So I had to ring mum and dad, tell them to come down to Etihad. Um, so I didn't have much time to, to stew on the night before. I just was playing. And then last game, obviously, was fucking horrendous. <laughs> Lasted 40 seconds. Um, broke my foot into broke my foot in the city. First time at the SCG, broke my foot there and um, broke my leg and that was the end of me. Yeah. Yeah, our listeners are good. Job, have you bought a TV set yet? I did. I had to. <laughs> I, uh, this is the news. Yeah, I know. My, my Virginia's been hounding me about it, and uh, and I was just like, she's and her her thing was um, we can spend some quality time together. <laughs> and I was like, because but in fairness to it, like it gets to the time where you're exhausted and you yeah. just want your own time. So I go to one room, she goes to another room, and now she goes, let's let's watch something together on the couch, and so I get stuck watching all this junk that she likes and. But at least we're sitting next to each yeah, other, so I have cool. relented. <laughs> Very good. Are you still got a TV set, Sonny? I've got about 30. <laughs> See a TV from anywhere, every spot in my house. <laughs> from Brockstar, uh, what does Swanny think of the Heater and, Heater and Daisy's new TV show? It's not That can't still be going, can it? <laughs> oh, I think Georgie Parker's joined him, I think, from looking oh, at social well, media. How Heath and Dale Thomas have a TV show has me yeah. fucked. I still don't. Know, I don't know. I don't know what they've got on the people at Channel Seven, but um, got some photos somewhere. Oh, they, they must have something. Well, yeah, I I still think it's make believe. From Stingen for Job, which players did you have the most respect for in your playing days? Um, I always thought that uh, well, G- Gary Ablett Jr. was, and I've always said like Gary Ablett Jr. and and Buddy were the two best players I played against. Yeah, um, they they were there were a lot of good players, but those two were the, the best. Um, and I, I used to love watching Gary Jr. play, so I think that they were the ones that I uh, I probably looked up to the most. Teammates. Um, well, when I first arrived, you know, like Lordy and Hurdy were the guys that I grew up watching, and and they were um, you know still champions of the game, so. When you when you when you're young, you sort of idolise the guys when you first walk into the club. Uh, your two, Dane. Well, we got you. Uh, yeah. Well, obviously, <coughs> I'm very similar. Um, Judd when he was at West Coast was unbelievable, but Judd Ab- Ablett Junior is the best mid I've ever seen, and, and Buddy was the is the best forward. So those three, clearly, Adam Goods was another one. He was he was a freak. And teammates. Yep. Uh, yeah, probably. Did um, Scott Penelbury, uh, liquor and like liquor early for his work rate stuff. Taza just probably there then. Uh, from Grove, I vowed to name my firstborn son Job. Problem is, I'm single. Can you set me up? <laughs> 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 That's forward planning. For <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to help yeah. there. <laughs> no, you don't have it. Uh, from Rob Dane, how did Collingwood manage to lose the trading drill last week? Which is yeah. how you describe well, the West I Coast thought, game. I thought they did the right thing. I know West Coast have been on the pump and because um, of COVID. So Colin would actually let West Coast win to get their season started. So it was very nice of them. Uh, from Tom, what do you call a cheap circumcision? A rip-off. Boom-ching. Thanks for joining us. All right. <laughs> <Pleasure>. <laughs>